what happened is that Brad and JB, the singer and the guitar player, who are the also yeah. the primary songwriters, they both left New York, both for like very remote places. <laughs> so Brad now lives in like rural Colorado. Okay. And JB lives in coastal France. <laughs> oh. Yeah, those are two very different very different places. Absolutely. And I mean like it's not it's not impossible or unheard of to have a band yeah, all over the place. Totally, yeah. Um JB I think is very game to He's actually been making a lot of like really yeah. amazing stuff on his own, which he has not been sharing with the world. But uh, and he's game to sort of work remotely. Sure. Brad, I think, is more like his process has always been about like being in the room and it's loud, and that's yeah. how he works out like his melodies and stuff. So I think for him, that just hasn't. It just and I think I mean I think we're all surprised how much time has passed. Yeah, <laughs> but time passes sometimes. It sure does. It's like just happens. I think a yeah. lot of things have happened. And Brad went back to school and stuff, so that was thing. And then JB got involved. He originally was going to come right back. I mean, and then he just sort of got involved with things anyway. So. Your level of involvement in like that, I, I know I'm sure it differs quite a bit from group to group. But that yeah. sort of a situation where they're just like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore, and then you just kind of. <laughs> are left out like in the wind on that one or what well it's a funny thing about bands sure you probably have a you know one of the things that's funny about bands is that i think nobody i think if you asked 10 people on the street like how does a band work sure it's funny i was reading this stuff about aerosmith do you have even following this about about the drummer yeah like yeah like the drummer the drummer who likes trump and, like, then he had some kind of health problem, and so they're, yeah. like, not letting him in the band. Well, the, the, they, made they made him re-audition. They made him re-audition yeah. for the band, which is the greatest. You know, you know, obviously, when you're at the level of Aerosmith, yeah. there are probably certain, like, contractual business senses. I was talking to somebody from um, Deerhoof, actually, because they were touring with uh, the Chili Peppers. Oh, Yeah. And That's I was cool. just like, I got to ask you what that experience is. And I just get this vibe, at, you know, and I'm sure Aerosmith is like this, maybe less so than Chili Peppers, but definitely like like uh, Rolling Stones where it's just like, not only is there contractual stuff, but you get the feeling that like these guys never talk to each other. You know what I mean? Like, so you, you can have your like Trump drummer off in his own world and it's, it ultimately wouldn't be a problem because they just have to play on stage and just yeah. never interact with one another. It's funny. They're not like jammed in a van. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't Yeah. I mean, the Chili Peps, I do think Flea and Kitas are friends. Yeah, yeah. No, they seem, they seem like all right But maybe when guys. they're touring. Yeah. yeah. I actually have Flea's book at home. Okay. Looking forward to getting yeah, into I'm it. I'm excited. Acid to. for the children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. All I was going to say, but with smaller men's, I mean, it's super awkward with, I mean, I don't know if you watched, there's a Netflix documentary called Hired Guns that's about, like, yeah. hired gun musicians. Yeah, yeah. It was sort of like, you know, there were all those, like, there was like standing in the shadows of Motown, yeah, 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 and yeah. Twenty Feet the Funk Charter. Brothers, and, and I feel like yeah, it was yeah. kind of in that in that okay. line, but it was a little bit. It was about the concept of like hired guns. Are you a hired gun? I am not a proper hired. I mean, first of all, the type of hired guns yes. they're talking about are like yes, the guys that play in like Ozzy Osbourne band yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. right? So there's like that circuit. I mean, I'm definitely not a hired gun in the sense that I don't like make my living by like going yeah. on tour with like uh, you know. 
legacy bands. <laughs> like, sure. Like, but is, but, is that your primary – is that where you make most of the money is playing with these bands? Uh, well, I have, a, I have a couple of day gigs. Oh, but the end of the story about yeah. Hired Guns is that the, the heartbreaking story at the center of that yeah. – um, thing is about Liberty DeVito, who was uh-huh. Billy Joel's drummer yeah, for yeah, years, yeah. and but yeah, like with Billy Joel, for instance, like he had a band that was mm-hmm. like his band, like the same guys sure. who played with Billy Joel, but it wasn't like the E Street Band. Exactly. But obviously, it's Billy Joel, yeah. and even the E Street Band, you know, he ditched them for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if the E Street Band have any like. You know, in other words, like I don't think Bruce like has to call the E Street Band. Sure, but like, but and with like, them at least you're like you're like, all right, it's a band. He's acknowledging it. Yeah. We know their names. Totally, I yeah. do actually know Liberty Vito's name, but like I couldn't tell you the name of anybody else in the Billy Joel band. So the heartbreaking thing is yeah. Billy, he pulled the same move on the bass player, and then he eventually pulled it on Liberty, where he just didn't call him one day. Like Liberty, like he ghosted them. He just ghosted. He ghosted yeah. his drummer of like thirty years or whatever. That seems like a total Billy Joel. <laughs> I, know, but... I mean, Billy Joel is probably a real dick. I'm gonna go on record with that. Yeah, I mean, he has that. I mean, I think Billy's got he's got problems. Yeah, but but anyway, so a lot of bands. I mean, it's funny because I was just texting with um, I was just texting with Jeremy from Woods mm-hmm. because uh, I'm scheduling some for, some stuff for for. May and June and solo stuff. There's well some just some life things yeah. and like a gig with like a woman. So there's a couple things I do. I, yeah. I actually teach I teach a music lesson. That's, That's yep, like I have that written down one here. of my things. Yeah. Um, and I do a variety of like you know uh, things. I play piano mm-hmm. for this this woman her name is Angela DiCarlo she's sort of like a comedian like oh. cabaret kind of person that sounds delightful and it, it is really fun we played last yeah. night at Sid Gold's oh, restroom wow. she's pretty amazing actually she's very funny and, and that's sort of like a steady thing she does a show like you know once a month or once every other month or whatever and so, she's like but real a real like old timey like borscht belty kind well, of well it's more like downtown okay you know in the like theater world, yeah, and the like, sort of cabaret yeah, yeah. world, they use this term downtown. Yeah, <laughs> do, do you ever hear this term? Is that like slumming it a little bit from Broadway? Well, or? well yeah, I yeah. think like in theater, for instance, yeah, it's like if somebody's if something's downtown, yeah. that means it's like weird and arty. I it see. Probably happens downtown. I think that's sure. the reason people say that. But it's not arty, probably by your standards. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of arty, oh, okay. but it's definitely weird. I mean, her okay. stuff is definitely edgy. I would say. Oh, interesting. It's uh, there's a lot of sort of like. Um, mildly offensive material right. or stuff like that. Anyway, but it's just, you know, it's something I do. It's 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 music. Yeah. And she's going to do a show at Joe's Pub probably in June. She's working on booking that. Mm. So I was like sort of like texting with Jeremy, um, you know, about like whether Woods is going to have some stuff in June that I should plan that around. And, you know, it's a funny thing because Woods, so for instance, in Woods, they've done some stuff in the last, there was like at least one tour that mm-hmm. I, because I had a kid in 2016, mm-hmm. and I think they did a tour. I'm forgetting now, but I think they had a European tour that was like three weeks long. That was like pretty soon after my kid was born. And I just yeah. said like I can't do it. Yeah. So John Andrews, I don't know if you know him, but he yeah. he plays in Woods, um, and he, he has his own band called John Andrews and the Yawns, and like he uh, and he was in that band Quilt. Anyway, but he he did that tour, and he's done a few. I want to say there's other stuff that he's done where he's. You know, so they're under no like obligation to call me. They're under no like like in other words, like Woods could totally get John. They to do could it. liberty they could, to veto you. They could tour without yeah. a keyboard slash saxophonist. You know, so that band like Woods, for instance, it's like Jeremy and Jarvis yeah. are the are the. Um, and Stilts was a bit like that in terms of JB and Brad in the beginning. Um, it was sort of like 
I mean, in the beginning, it was just them. Like, the first stuff that they recorded and made was just them. And then... And I played some some of the earliest shows with them, mm-hmm. but it was kind of the kind of thing where it was like, we have a gig, like, who amongst these people that we know could, like, play bass yeah. so that we can, like, sound like a band? Uh, and then eventually it became, like, a band. And... Um, you know, and towards the end, it was definitely a band. There was like the five of us who were like made all the decisions together. And um, when you make the call and you're <laughs> and you, you know you say, "What are you doing in June?" Like, how many people know what they're doing in June? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, like in general? Yeah, no, well, I mean, like in terms of like bands, yeah. right? I mean, because like you 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 know this because you have to because it sounds yeah. like you're you know you're spinning a lot of plays. Well, most like rock. I mean. Like, indie rock tours are generally t- booked at least three months in advance. Okay. So, like, they know they have getting, a record coming out maybe? Yeah. Okay. It gets – I think it's getting further out too. Interesting. I think, I think, I think there's a trend uh, for things to get – Is know, there a sense why there, why that would be? I think I remember our old we, – we had the same booking agent, this guy John Chavez. And I think I remember him saying that, like – I mean, I think there might be more bands touring now than there used to be, but maybe that's wrong. But maybe that seems right. I think that sounds. I th- it just seems to be more people playing music. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people playing music. I think that it's kind of easier. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's. Who knows? I mean, it, it, but but yeah. But the point is that that generally, so if you were going to tour in May or June, you'd want to start. You know, you'd want to be be booking it. Yeah. So like you would know if you were going to try to tour then. Yeah. You wouldn't want to do it any... Well, and think about it, too. Like, big shows... Sure. Usually are announced... Sure, yeah. I mean, so, you, like, yeah. So, so, in general, yeah, in the biz, there's, like, you know, there's a certain amount of, of uh, you know... And it, as with all things in music, there's different yeah. tiers, right? So, it's, like, there's sort of, like, you know, at the higher sure. tiers, there's more, like stuff that's booked way far in advance. And, but and, there are more people doing the hard work for you on that side, right? Like you, totally. you, you can actually outsource a lot of those things to people. Yeah. <laughs> How much does your life sort of get disrupted when you have to go on a, you know, a couple month long tour? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, I mean, I think those, di- it's cool. Cause Woods, Jeremy from Woods had a, had a baby. Mm-hmm. Now he's now, who's now she's like older. And so I think he's now maybe on the same, wavelength as far as like not wanting to do like long tours even though i don't know it's a really it's a funny thing right when you're what you really want to do as a as a musician from the point of view of like having a a life and making a living you kind of either want to be touring like a lot yeah or not that much because how does that second part work (laughs) well well, because the the problem stilts got into this a bit like we weren't like real road dogs and so we had the thing going on where, like, we weren't touring enough to make enough money touring uh-huh. that it was really sustaining itself. But we were touring enough to, like, disrupt any possibility of, like, a, I mean, JB was, like, bartending. Okay. And Br- Brad had a variety of, of day jobs. But it's like you can't hold down a day job if, sure. you're, if you're touring a lot. Yeah. So, but, but you can if you're touring a little bit. So that's the thing. If if you have like a good thing going at home, you can try to like. So one of the things I've always done, like, like I, t- I told you, I like teach is like, yeah, you know, I always like will like push for doing things during the summer is fine because of that. 
because I don't these kids that I teach aren't around in the summer yeah. or whatever, or the summer's off. Or, like, I'll be like, oh, if it can be around spring break, then, you know, I can do a three-week tour, but I've only really missed That's one so week. funny. So you're scheduling around the school year, even though you have not Sometimes, been in school for which, a very long time. Well, but, but, yeah, I mean, the school year, it's interesting. The school year is, is a, we're all part of the school year, it yeah. turns out. Well, because the, there's the, the summer. School, <laughs> the school industrial. In- <laughs> well, the school year is like kind of with the rhythm of the year, right? Because yeah. you have the summer, which obviously sure. the summer has a vibe. I'm I'm sort of beholden to the news cycle and things certainly oh, yeah. slow down or at least they used to uh, yeah. slow down like around August and then Christmas. Obviously, everything just kind of grinds to a halt. Yeah, so you got that. And then the, the spring is a little weird because it's like there's like sort of Easter – is sure. sort of like a breaky time. Sure. But I then Passover around New York. Exactly. Probably is all thing. that yeah. kind of stuff is usually like, yeah, that's like a thing. But, uh, so usually, yeah, if you can sort of do things around then, but yeah, I just think, yeah, you either want to like, like for me in the old days, I used to like, you know, uh, you know, sublet my apartment mm. and stuff. And then, it, you know, yeah, there was, you know, some summers and stuff where I would just like, sublet my apartment for three months and then uh, be on tour. You can't really do that with a baby. Uh, you can't do that with a baby. You can't sublet yeah, exactly. a baby. <laughs> and you can't, and then that's a great thing to do though because yeah. then if you're not paying rent, yeah. then you're, that's that's great. Being married to a musician <laughs> probably helps, right? Yeah, we. I mean, that's nice. It's. I mean, it's... She's understanding, I would assume. Totally yeah. understanding, totally, you know. I mean, the you know, the, when we were both touring a lot and stuff, it was like a part of our... And we did some goofy things to, like, you know, meet up on the road yeah. and stuff. And, like, you know, there was, like, there was one time when I think she was just finishing a tour and I was just starting a tour. We had, like, one day of overlap at home. And so we were sort of trying to figure out how to turn that into a – we were trying to figure out how to sort of maximize our yeah. our time together. And the first show of, of my tour was in Albany. Right. <laughs> sure. And so – um we, I was like, I, I put a lot of thought into it and yeah. found like a, found like you know, the, I found like a a, a bread and breakfast in Albany. Oh, okay. And we stayed at the we stayed. So yeah. she came to the first show of that tour, and then we stayed in this like bed and breakfast in Albany. Which Albany? I don't know if you've been to Albany. I have been to Albany. <laughs> it was very cold. That's the main thing I remember about Albany. It's not a. Uh, there's not a lot going on. Not a lot. I mean, it's a weird city because there's the. Capitol yeah, building and all that sure. stuff. Then there's a lot of like you know poverty and, and once you get out of New York, like a, you know up that same trip I visited Troy and it's like yeah. it's really depressed up there. Yeah, and then, but there is like a sort of historic part of sure. Albany, and there is a park. There's like a Central Park that was um, designed by Frederick Law okay. Olmsted. Yeah, and there's a little ring of like historic houses, and yeah. that's where we stayed. It was very nice. <laughs> So it's a good memory. That's a good memory. But so, it was challenging. Yeah. Because, yeah. So there's a cabaret gig, which sounds like it's like <laughs> semi-regular, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that, yeah. And then, I mean, I'm trying to think, what are the other, you know, I'll pick up different, you know, I can play a lot of different instruments mm-hmm. and I can do different things. So I'll pick up weird gigs. There's a guy named Tall Juan. Are you familiar with him? I'm, I'm not. He's like a... He's named Tall Juan in contrast to Juan Waters. You know him? Yeah, yeah, I do know Juan Waters. So yeah. Tall Juan is like he he started off being like real garagey, and these uh-huh. days he's like been playing like he's from Argentina and he's yeah. been playing like some like cumbia and stuff. But okay. I've been like sitting in playing like saxophone with him That's sometimes, cool. and I'll pick up different weird 
gigs or like home studio work. I did a, I mean, speaking of podcasts, like last year I like scored a podcast. Oh. Uh, it was like a food podcast okay. called Proof. It was, I mean, I, I sort of co scored it. Um, Didn't you do or, an album with a food critic? I did. Are yeah. those two things related? No, no? actually. Okay. That, the, the food, the, the podcast is related to this guy, Matt Boynton, who okay. I recorded my record with. He used to have a he he used to have a studio called Vacation Island. Worked with a lot of people, mm-hmm. Vile, MGMT. Yep. He mixed the last Breeders record. Okay, oh, wow. He's an incredible. Yeah. He's a genius. Um, but he, uh, it's funny speaking of like you know day jobs and stuff. It's like hard. I mean, I think being a recording person is tough because it's like you got to constantly be getting gigs. Like people need to be asking you to record yeah. them or mix them and stuff, and it's sort of like unpredictable. And uh, so he now has a regular gig, like, doing podcast stuff, huh. like, for WNYC and stuff. Yeah. So he does a lot of, like, mix, sound mixing for podcasts and stuff. So he um, was working on this podcast and was kind of like, they need some music. Would you would you do some music for this? And so I, um, I helped out with that a little bit. That's a crazy world. I haven't been doing much more of that because it's very um, – uh, I mean, I haven't – I haven't gotten that many calls, but sure. it's also like, it's tough. It's like, it's very, um, you know, like WNYC or whatever. I mean, they have so many podcasts sure. now and like they do them fast. Yeah. Like that's the opposite of like. So you're the, not talking about just doing like a theme song. You're talking about actually scoring episodes. Yeah. Okay. That was that kind of podcast. Yeah. Sort of like This American Lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. like a lot of little like little musical cues coming in and out. Yeah. So and they. that's very hard. That's you get like a movie. script that, or they. I get a, I get a, uh. A version of the of the audio. Usually, you'd get an audio with no sound, yeah, and then you get an audio with like temp sound. Okay, and some podcast producers are really good at the. It's weird with the temp sound stuff because it's like they just go into the library and pull out a bunch of. And some of them are really good at it. Yeah, and then it's hard because if they want you to replace it, but they've already done a really good job, that's actually really challenging. If they've done a really bad job, it's much easier. Because then you're like, oh, I can do something that's better than that. It would just be like, oh, this is sort of a rough aesthetic of kind of what we want mood-wise. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, and so um, they'll send you something like that. And sometimes it's music that they can't... Same thing happens with film and stuff. And I've done some film, TV. Like, Mm -hmm. I I haven't done a lot of like that, but I've done some of that kind of stuff. And Like in film, for instance, it's like people use... It's funny, actually. Somebody, somebody the other just the other day sent me their short film they're working on, and they, the the music in the beginning is um, the tent music they're using is the boy with the Arab strap. Oh yeah, Sebastian. Yeah, and like, um, you know, and it was funny. I was like, you know, showing it to, and now obviously they need to replace that. Mm-hmm. I assume a little, you know, they could ask Stuart. Maybe sure. he'd be like, yeah, he'd be like, seems like a kind right, bloke. You yeah, could use it. <laughs> Sign with me. Um, it's my Scottish accent. So it's like, you know... Uh, People are going to be like, how'd you get Stuart on your podcast? Just yeah. for that one bit. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't mind a bit. <laughs> okay, so um, so uh, he... Oh, but yeah, so then it's like... Oh, and I was showing it to my wife, and she's yeah. like, well, you can't. I mean, she's like, there's no there's no song like that. Yeah. Like, like so, so, you know, it's true. It's like, you, you can't, you know, it's really hard to like... Because you could do like a sound alike sure. kind of thing. It'd be like if you put Imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, well, I guess you want piano. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's really hard. Yeah. It's like, it's, so that's, that's hard in that kind of, um, 
in that kind of work. It's funny, I remember, I, I, I scored a movie years ago, this movie called Breaking Upwards, and I remember that they had a, thank God they changed it, because they had a opening sequence, and the temp music they had used was um, uh, You Only Live Once by The Strokes. Okay. And it was so good, because like, yeah. and then the thing comes in, and it was such good, like, opening credit music. Yeah. And it's like, you can't, that kind of thing is really hard to, you know, it's like, I mean, that's, it's a great song, and also, like, it's like a great band being recorded in a great studio, and so, like, to try to, like, make something like me sitting at home with my, like, I'm going to use, like, a MIDI drum sure. sample. It's like, I'm not going to make something that sounds like that. You know, do, it's like, <laughs> do you look at this stuff, though, you know, when, when you're sort of thinking about maybe what life looks like when you get to the point where maybe, you, you know, bands don't make sense for you? Does, does scoring, you know, is that sort of a possible way forward? I mean, that's, like, a classic, yeah. a classic move. Sure, you, you got like, your, like, Ruichi Sakamoto's and... Your Danny Elfman's, all the greats. Mother's Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is like a classic. There's this guy John Natchez, who I have a few friends. Uh, yeah, who have done I know that. the name. And he he's actually like he's like in the War on Drugs now. Okay, he was always like a like utility salary yeah, yeah. guy. He was like a real classic hired gun. Yeah, like in the in the sort of like indie rock world, he played with all these bands. He played in like. It's funny, that show that David Byrne is doing on Broadway right now, when that was, like, his touring bit, like, when when he started that version of his show where it was, like, you know what it is, like, they're all, like, wearing, they're all, like, mobile. Yeah. Um, John, I think, was in the original version of that band. He played in, he did all these things, but now he, like, moved to L.A. and is, like, scoring. Although I think he still plays in War on Drugs, but he, he, um... He does that stuff. And, and I mean, he's perfect for it. He plays a billion instruments. Mm-hmm. He's, like, a really great musician. And also my friend Heather McIntosh, she she had played in a band. She was, like, an Athens, Georgia person. Yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah, had yeah. called The Instruments. Yeah, 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 yeah. She played in Elf Power and, like, a yeah, lot of she's a cellist, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Heather's great. And she did that same move. She just she just scored the, the uh, L, L word reboot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it's like... I'm surprised more of those, like, that seems like a perfect route for the Elf and Six people. Like, Julian totally. Costner is doing his podcast. Yeah. And because everybody, everybody there can play, like, eight million different instruments. Exactly, yeah. It's like... Yeah. All these it kind of makes sense that you fell in with that crowd. Yeah. I mean, it's like... So, it's like... Uh, I think that if you're a certain type of musician, yeah, obviously it's... I mean, it is. It's really tough. If you're, like, a... If you're an aging... <laughs> an aging... <laughs> musician yeah. you can yeah you can like try to get like profitable touring gigs but then you're like living that lifestyle and it's really hard it's like you know or yeah you can go into these kind of things you can like start you know try to get like movie scoring things and yeah but the thing about movies i mean the thing that i've been thinking about with that is i'm like i don't know if i'm really good at it <laughs> I've definitely done stuff where yeah. I'm like, okay, that's good. There's, I wrote, it's funny. So Breaking Up Words, which I scored, was this friend of mine, Zoe Lister-Jones, and, and her partner, Daryl Ween, they made this movie on like a shoestring budget in like 2008. They got me to score it basically because they knew me and like I was a musician. Yeah. And I like learned on the fly yeah. how to do it. Um, I'm pretty proud of it. I think there's some really good moments of scoring and stuff. The next movie that 
Well, they made another movie that I did a song for, but then they Zoe made another movie recently called Band Aid. Mm. Fred Armisen's in it, okay. and like it's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say it's pretty funny in case they hear it. It's great. It's really funny. No, I mean, I mean, it is very funny. I just didn't mean to say it like it's say, pretty funny. Say it in a um, Scottish accent. But, yeah, yeah. Stuart, what do you mean it's pretty? No, no, it is funny. It's a funny movie. So it's like, uh, but for that, I yeah. didn't, I didn't get the scoring gig, um, which I was happy with. Because, were, were you up for it? Well, I mean, Zoe very kindly. Actually, this to bring this full circle sure. with Liberty DeVito, <laughs> it's funny. With bands, there's always this funny thing where it's a little bit like dating, right? It's the same thing where, like, after how many dates do you, like, owe someone a yeah. formal breakup or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, if you go on one Tinder date yeah. with someone and don't want to go on another, do you need to, like tell them that especially if no. you're seeing a lot of other bands on the side exactly. you clearly were and it's funny with bands because it's like yeah like like um would are you offended if you know it's funny because it's funny like 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 i feel this way about i'll say this on the the podcast you know it's like like with um with Tall Juan, mm-hmm. like he has like a pretty good band of dudes, and I think they practice and stuff. And I don't really have time to practice. He like lives in the Rockaways and stuff, but I really like coming and like playing the saxophone. Mm-hmm. But I'm always kind of like ready for him to like not invite me to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, but with other bands, yeah, with a band like Woods or whatever, like like, yeah, would they maybe not not call me? And if they did, would they need to tell me? I mean, I I don't care. Like. I'm not going to let myself get upset about that kind of thing. Meaning like if, if, if they like didn't, I wouldn't like be like upset about it. Cause it's just like, whatever. Like, but it is true that like at a certain point you do kind of owe somebody a phone sure. call. If you, if somebody plays in your band for two years and then you decide to use somebody else, you probably should tell them that not just not call them. Now, what if they played for one month in your band? <laughs> yeah. it's the, that's where it becomes like the dating thing. When, but yeah, anyway. And it, as that relates yeah. to Zoe, but we can come back sure, to sure. that. She did actually do me the courtesy of being like, hey, by the way, like I'm going to have somebody else score this. Um, you know, but like, I love you, Kylie. You know, she always calls me Kylie. But she had me write some songs for it. And this, this uh, as to what I'm good yeah. at, that was really fun for me. So okay. I wrote the, the song. The, the movie is about a couple that form a band, and I wrote the songs that the band plays, okay. and that for me was really fun. Yeah, um, I like writing songs. I really like writing songs like to order. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of like where somebody like gives you the parameters. She got me literally the lyrics. Oh, okay. And, and sort of like and the parameters. Like yeah. this is going to be like an ugly, like a angry up tempo song. Okay. And these are the words. Yeah. Like, that's really fun for me. Whereas like. Whereas, like, watch this five-minute, like, watch this scene where these people are uh, breaking up and then the woman mm-hmm. goes and cries in the doorway and, like, write music that's going to, like, perfectly yeah. encapsulate the emotion in that scene. That's, like, really hard. Yeah. It's, like, it's really hard to... That's literally what scoring is, though. That's what scoring is. And you have to be really... The problem is, as a musician, it's, like, it's two skills, right? Well, it's more than two skills, but... It's at least two yeah. different skills because one is the ability to like make music, like make the music sure. sound good, but other is the ability to like know what kind of music is, what kind of music is gonna 
have the desired effect, which is different than songwriting. And then it goes beyond that too, <laughs> because you know you like. I would suspect that in that industry there are a bunch of like kind of quick tropes, right? Of just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You know, like music swells, things like that, and you sort of have to know enough about it to know what is cliche to try to avoid that while still evoking the <laughs> proper emotion. Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really. <laughs> Do you know about the um, Randy Newman score to Air Force One? I don't, <laughs> but I would like to. So Air Force One, yep. starring Harrison Ford, yeah, yeah, yeah. was originally scored by Randy Newman. And uh, is there a song called Get Off My Plane? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my plane. Because that was, that's like the whole thing about Randy Newman, right, is that he's like overly literal in his lyrics about – I mean, because he already is in his regular songs and then what he scores. I hope like, I'm telling the story right, but I think the story is that Randy Newman like – Scored it, and the, yeah. then the filmmaker who probably made that movie, some one of those like uh, Mike, a Michael Bay or somebody yeah. like that, and yeah. they basically were like, "You're making fun of my movie with this score," <laughs> and then like, at the last minute had like Hans Zimmer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Hans Zimmer. Sure. Somebody come in and do like like score the movie in like you know a week or something. It's some it's some sort of like legendary yeah. thing. Randy Newman wasn't like he wasn't singing any Newman lyrics about Air Force One I mean, because I that would be a great sketch. I don't I think that I mean does Randy Newman must score movies, right? I mean he did like the Toy Story yeah, but he song sang, but, but he sang yeah, the Toy Story song. Yeah, has he done scores? I mean I maybe know. I'm thinking of someone else but I think it's Randy Newman. Yeah. Anyway, I'll look it up later and I just, hopefully I didn't get that information. Somewhere in the, the world podcast. there's I know, don't you want to hear the lyrics? <laughs> but yeah, it's a funny um that's a funny um, yeah. thing. So it's hard to get the right. It's hard to get the right tone. When the kid comes along, like how much does that sort of change? You know, I guess your outlook, and you know, was there was there sort of a a dramatic change in your career at that point? I mean, twenty so twenty sixteen would have been yeah. the last solo record, which is interesting. Yeah, timing. so I did that. I mean, it all sort of timed out well. Basically, what happened is that like. Uh, uh, the Stilts stopped touring 2014. Then I kind of like didn't have like a band that I was touring with or doing anything. That must have been the first time in a while. It was the first time since about 2006. Wow. And so I was like, great. And I used that time to like start working on to make baby my own music no not the no 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 that's just <laughs> that's I was like great now I can no so then I you know, so that's when I worked on that's when I started doing the my the, you know yeah. quote unquote solo project right quote unquote so I, well I mean it's like it's a funny term I mean it's well it's, I mean I guess it's, it's whatever it is well I, I guess I think it's funny I, I think people not to get sidetracked on the question of what people call a solo project sure I always think it's funny, like, what does that mean? Like, I sometimes think I made a mistake not calling it a band name because I think people like that, hmm. right? Like, if I had called it, like, uh, uh, Triangle Land, sure. then the, people would it be might like... be Giants Homage. They would be like, well, I'm just looking at the triangles yeah. on the wall. can't think of other examples, but I noticed, like, you, like, on Twitter, I was looking at your Twitter feed today oh, in man. preparation for this, and, like, you referred to it as KF, Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I, you, you sort of refer to it like it's a band, right? I do. I like to call it the KF band. Yeah. Well, the real lineage that I feel myself to be in – glad you asked about this. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> the real lineage I feel myself to be in is, like, the Dwight Twilly band. Okay. Like, the blah, blah, blah band. You know? Like, like where it's, like – it's um, – Yeah. I feel like there's a thing where when you call something a name – 
people think like singer songwriter or they sure. think like solo person yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing that i think is confusing about the concept of like a solo project mm-hmm. like it's funny right it's like it's like julian casablanca's back sure. to the strokes right like i think his first record was like julian casablanca's yeah but now he's always julian casablanca's and the voids there's Elvis Costello and then there's Elvis Costello in the attractions or Elvis, oh, yeah, Elvis the Costello Apostles. is kind of an But there's example. also just an Elvis Costello, but there are there's yeah. bands. It's it's sort of like so I think to me, I think what I'm trying to come across when I refer to like the KF band or whatever is that like it's a rock band. Yeah. Right? It's not like don't don't expect me sure. with an acoustic guitar. Is it a set group of people? Fuss. It has been for yeah. a while now, yeah. So I really would like to call – I mean maybe I should have called this band the Kyle – I should have called this album put it out under the Kyle Forrester yeah. band. In I four mean, years when the next album comes along. Can, I can do that. Yeah. But it's like um, – yeah, so you have all these different genres, right? Yeah. You have people – you have like cat power or whatever, mm-hmm. like where it's like there's like a person kind of folky. who call themselves yeah. a thing. Yep. So it's sort of a band. It sort of seems like a – or it like – yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody knows that cat power is just cat power. Yeah. It's just a person. But the people who don't know that sure. are like, see you cat power on a machine. They're like, oh, a band called Cat Power. Or you have a Hootie and the Blowfish where there's no Hootie <laughs> or Blowfish. I mean, the whole thing. There's no It's very there are no rules. Bands. Exactly. Yeah. Which brings us back yeah. to the topic of our conversation, Liberty yes. DeVito. It's like people think that a band means a specific thing, but a band yeah. means, could mean a lot of things. It could mean there's one guy who calls all the shots. It could mean that there's a bunch of people who make the – so it's it's – yeah, so like, uh, yeah, Tom Petty is interesting, mm-hmm. right? Because there's like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yep. But then like he made records as Tom Petty. Yeah. Which some Heartbreakers play on. I think Damn the Torpedoes was a Tom Petty record, right? <laughs> and not. Damn the Torpedoes is, is. No, the first one that he released as Tom is, is that one. Yeah. I actually think. No, yeah, yeah. Southern Accents was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but then Full Moon Fever was. Full Moon Tom Fever, Petty. that was. Okay, yeah. I think You're Wildflowers right. is Tom Petty. Okay. There's like a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for him there was a distinction. Yeah. Like like even though he always wrote all the songs, I think when they were Heartbreakers records, it was similar to the Springsteen thing. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I think if it's a, if it's the if it's the Heartbreakers it means he got the Heartbreakers together. Sure. They learned the songs and did them in the studio. Whereas with yeah. Tom Petty it's a little bit different than that. So yeah, it's yeah. it's it's um these things are funny. We were kind of like Talking about the passage of time before, oh, yes. and I was just thinking how interesting it is <laughs> that last solo record was 2016, and and this one's 2020, and just like all of the things that have transpired, <laughs> yeah, 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 and just kind of how different your expectations and all of our expectations were in 2016 versus 2020. I mean, that was a big. I mean, that was obviously a big year. It was like, I mean. It was in hindsight, 2016 was a big year politically, but we didn't expect it to be right because we all thought it was going a certain way. Yeah, I mean, it was intense. Like, like I was pretty into Bernie. Yeah. Uh, so Erica Spring, my partner, she also big Bernie fan, and started this band, Nice as Fuck, which was which was started. I mean, it's funny the first. Oh, that's something I was doing at the time. I actually had a Bernie band. Um, I mean, we, we played two gigs. I was hoping to get more. I'm yeah. hoping to get more now. Yeah. Um, we, How's the we, time, man? We played, we played two events. We played one at Berlin that was like a okay. Bernie fundraiser. And we played one somewhere else. And we had like, um, it was like at this big club in like Chelsea that I can't yeah. remember the name of. And we um, we had a bunch of songs. Well, I wrote a song 
called I Like Bernie Sanders. But uh-huh. then also we did like Burning Down the House with the little uh-huh. chance we have a Bernie. We did Burn Baby Burn Disco Inferno. That's funny because I like Bernie. <laughs> I like Bernie is a, is the have you seen the hashtag going well, around? I know because somebody, of well, somebody texted me. They were like, yeah. oh, you should you should tweet that out or whatever. It's time. Which someone did because I, I have a the I Like Bernie Sanders song was inspired by a Brian Lehrer show caller. Okay, who was like. He was calling. It was really early in the primaries yeah. in 2016. It, might, it was probably in 2015. So this was when nobody thought he even had a remote chance. It was like, yeah, it was basically when yeah. like, the whole thing was like just taking shape. And Brian Lehrer had like an open call in. Because he was like a Kucinich figure at the beginning, Well, yeah, right? totally, yeah. yeah. And like Martin, there were a few other people running. There yeah, was yeah, Martin there were, O'Malley, there were Lincoln a few other, Chafee. Lincoln Chafee, yeah. God there damn. was at least one other person, right? Yeah, probably. I don't remember. Yeah. But like, um, anyway, and this guy called in. So it was like a call in, like call in and talk about, um, you know, what presidential candidate mm-hmm. you're excited about or whatever. And somebody called in and was like, I like Bernie. He had a West Indian an- accent, which I yeah. will not imitate okay. on like the Scottish yeah. accent. I mean, I could if you want me no. to, but no, let's no, not do it. Okay, not. so he was, he, was like, he was like, I like Bernie Sanders, man. Like he's been around a while, good guy, revolutionary yeah. guy. So I took that as like a sample and okay. then I built a song around that with those words. I like Bernie Sanders. He's been around a while. Yeah. Good guy, revolutionary guy. So anyway, so that part of 2016. So so NAF started, they played at this Bernie fundraiser that the Bernie band also played at. That was actually when they sort of like became a public band. It was actually sort of slightly awkward or something just because it was like, because Jenny is kind of famous or something, you know, just by virtue of, like, they had not announced themselves yeah. as a band. They'd been, like, jamming. They played a couple songs at this thing, and, yeah, and I think because of, like, because of Jenny and stuff, like, it instantly was on the yeah, blogs yeah, yeah. and stuff. Like, oh, Jenny Lewis forms new band sure. with Erica, Erica Forster and yeah. and uh, and Tennessee Thomas. It was, like, so, like con- context almost didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it did come out that it was that. But anyway, so yeah. that was how they became a band. And so, anyway, we were all, we were all involved with that, and that was such a exciting time in a way and like obviously like and obviously at that time we didn't know that Trump was going to be the yeah. I mean, it started becoming clear that Trump was going to be the Republican nominee yeah um, and then it was like you know Hillary and then it was like okay Hillary like let's you know and then of course yeah then the, the you know and then yeah it was it was really weird so that summer it was a weird time though I gotta say there were dark clouds the whole time as far as like yeah so I was on tour that summer with Woods a lot and you know, I mean, man, I just have these memories of like, I mean, it's funny, actually, we played in London the night before the Brexit vote. And we were playing in London and somebody threw a <laughs> I'm in uh, sticker up on stage and Jarvis put it on his guitar. The first the first Brexit vote, the real Brexit. Yeah. Vote. yeah. And then we were in France and we had this like Dutch driver who's yeah. like this hilarious sort of like and he was like so grouchy about Brexit. But and, uh, you know, like, um you know, he would see, like, a, a, a car with – we would be in Europe and he would see a car with, like, UK plates and he'd be like, get off the road. This is a European road. <laughs> but, like, so, like uh, – but I remember touring the U.S. and, like, you know, you'd we'd stay in these hotels that you stay uh-huh. at. And it's so depressing the way that hotels have, like, CNN or whatever all in yeah. the lobby Fox all the time. News. It's just so – I don't know why anyone watches that stuff. There are definitely ones I've been in, you know, in like the middle of the country where it will just be like Fox News on there and I'll be yeah. like, I don't want to change it. But I'm like, somebody clearly put this on. Yeah. And this I is mean, not a fight that I want to start with somebody. Yeah. But I find them all – I mean obviously Fox News is like yeah. super problematic. But honestly, I don't find any of them like – Sure. 
more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I didn't and see I that. definitely remember that the, the news was already yeah. dark. Like yeah. it was already like like sure. it was just like I, I don't know. I have this really clear memory of like being in a hotel somewhere and like it was like I don't know. Ted Cruz was on the TV mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh man, I don't want to see this. I don't want to look at Ted Cruz. Yeah. I'm like trying to like trying to like enjoy. 10 minutes sitting on a couch before I have to get back in the van. When you look at the sort of the, the context that, that the last solo record was <laughs> yeah, yeah, written yeah. and recorded in and, and this one, um, you know, how much is sort of, how much has the state of the world kind of impacted the music? I mean, you know, I, uh, it's gotta be tough having like a young kid. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I would say like having a kid definitely brings you in touch with like, I mean, witnessing childbirth <laughs> definitely sure. brings you in touch with sure. mortality and like yeah. all of these things. And then and then having a kid brings you. I mean, it brings you in touch with your own mortality because you kind of realize yeah. like it's definitely a dividing line in your life a little bit. Where you're like, oh, like you know, you think about like when you look at pictures of like your parents being like young and you're yeah. a kid, and you're like, oh, like they had me, and then they got old. Yeah, that's how it works. Or, like they, you, or they were this age, like, yeah. and you and you and you, and you cut them so much more slack when you yeah. hit those open milestones totally, in your life. Yeah. So it's like that, and it also just gets you in touch with yeah, like the whole yeah. the whole thing. And I think that's, I mean, that's an emotion of the. I think the 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 feeling that we all have. I shouldn't say we all. Maybe none of us have this. Well, I shouldn't say none of us. Many of us, I'm sure, have this. Is that the feeling that some have? There's, some there's a have. feeling that we're like that things are not normal, right? Yeah. Which I think that isn't quite right. You mean just in terms of like politics and yeah? In other yeah. words, I think the thing about the state of the world is that there's this feeling that things are out of balance yeah. or something, right? That there's there's this feeling that we're all like sure. experiencing some yeah. traumatic and Pe- scary. A very, thing. a very popular thing, uh, internet thing, is like worst timeline that kind of idea. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which I think is like. I do think that's like a not a great way to think about it because it obviously like it if if you're going to say that now is not normal okay well when was normal well what was going on then lots sure. of bad things it's what like, I what I will say you know yeah. and and I have a lot of older people on the show and I like I always ask them about this whether there's a precedent for Trump specifically and like yeah. to the person everybody says no like you know Nixon all these people we've lived through like there's this is definitely a unique thing you know there are certainly there there are existential threats that you know yeah. that I'm sure come into sharp relief when it comes to having a kid you know when when like when when that report gets released about us having like 12 years or whatever yeah. like the David Bowie song to turn around climate change uh, yeah 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 that must be all the more impactful when you think oh, yeah, about your, how old your kid will be in 12 years oh yeah no it's crazy it's yeah. like it's sort of like yeah and it ex- yeah and it extends your sense of like time in in a different way it's really intense yeah it's uh i mean i believe in all of it like y2k i was i thought that was going to happen 2012 i thought that was going to happen no i didn't really think y2k was going to happen <laughs> did you, you you kind of talked yourself into these things no well 2012 okay yeah 2012 thing we I all read- thought y2k was going to happen to some degree right we thought there was going to be some kind of you know nothing happened nothing right? happened yeah it's one of those weird things, though, yeah. because we don't know if nothing happened because oh, it was prevented from happening. So right? maybe we're in the darkest timeline because something <laughs> happened. Yeah, that's true, too. So it's like that movie yesterday about if nobody had yeah, ever heard the of the Beatles. Yeah. Wait, what? You don't know what I'm talking about? The Beatles? Sorry, I was just making a joke that we are in yesterday. Okay, so, oh, what, okay. If, what, if, what, if, what if it was the movie yesterday before the movie yesterday? What if you're the only one who's ever heard of that movie? I'm going to make a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, I saw a good parody of yesterday where yeah. it was like uh, 
uh, this like comedian who wakes up in a world where no one's ever heard of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like yeah. they like make a joke where they're like they say something about like what's the deal and like somebody gives them a yeah. plug and they're like I'm doing Seinfeld and they're like who? Okay, so um, I read this book on tour actually. Uh-huh. I read this book called Apocalypse Twenty Twenty Tw- Apocalypse Twenty Twelve. Yeah, although that also would be <laughs> yeah, fitting. Yeah. So I'm reading this, and it was this book that was kind of like it was like about the Twenty Twelve the 2012 like phenomenon and it kind of broke it down into like all the possible ways that the world could end. Sure. And it was, and one of the things that was interesting about it was something that was sort of comforting to me about it, reading that book was like, cause he really broke it down. Like, you know, a comet could hit the earth. The sun could explode. Sure. Uh, you know, like before you even get to like yeah. man-made problems, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's all of these things, and I, there's I, so much shit just <laughs> flying around in outer space exactly. all the time. And the thing that I was left with reading the book, I was like, oh, it's just a miracle that we're just here, totally, and that and that the world isn't ending right now. Like we're all living on the on the edge. You had a positive outlook coming out. Well, it's I wouldn't say positive. I would say I would say I would say like. The assumption that we all go around with that, like, you know, this is, you know, things are this way. They're always going to be this way. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people go through life like that, right? They sure. go, they, they spend a lot of time being like, this is just how things are. Things are always going to be. This is that, you know what I mean? Some people, but it's like, it's not true, actually. Things actually do change, including like really big things like the climate of the earth. <laughs> 